0: Hello and welcome to the Hilarious Youth Podcast featuring stories performed by kids for kids. I'm your host, Philip Laurent. And before we get started, I wanna remind everybody that we create the work you hear on the show in our class, Stories in Stereo. And enrollment is open, so if you're looking for fun summer activities in San Francisco, visit us at hilariousyouth.com to sign up. Today we present part one of our two-part story, Revenge of the Make-Believes. This story was imagined and performed by students ages 9 through 12 for kids in a similar age range. Our story begins in the laboratory of Dr. Lisa Makeham, a mad scientist with a vision to bring fairy tales and ancient mythology to life. How, you might ask? By bioengineering common everyday animals and transforming them into the dragons, mermaids, big bad wolves, and little pigs of lore or as Dr. Makeham calls them, the characters of popular imagination. Alas, Dr. Makeham's subjects are also her captives, but every now and then, one of them manages to escape, to live life in the shadows, the life of a (laughs) make-believe.
1: Oh, wrong. All right, I'll see you two in a second. I'll be here all night. What day is it today? Wednesday? 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 One gallon bag of crickets with vitamin powder. Delish. in my mind down here okay yum 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 soup's up got your dinner here nice and nutritious your favorite oh my gosh oh my gosh he's not here perimeter. Last check was an hour and a half ago. That's plenty of time for our friend to cover some serious distance. I'm no scientist, but you can't be that fast. They're faster than they look. Besides, Todd's not your average turtle. Let's go! I can him from the side. Not while he's so close to the cliff. Give me the megaphone. Let me try to reason with him. Todd, Todd this, this is Dr. Lisa. Lisa. Now, now come on back, back here, here before you fall. Don't you know, know how scary, scary that, that would be? Uh, I'm afraid I just can't do that, Dr. Lisa. Todd, it's cricket night. We brought you crickets. No more crickets for me anymore, Doctor. I'm done being an experiment. Okay, Todd. It's now or never. No, Todd, no!
0: This isn't only a tale of a runaway turtle, it's also a story concerning the fate of one Hollywood director, Demetra Bufalanti. She's made a name for herself by working exclusively with house cats in her productions, and she's just released her latest film. She considers it a masterpiece, but critics aren't so sure. What's worse, the film was very costly to make, and it's time to foot the bill.
1: What do you audiences find it hard to connect with the star. He's not supposed to be relatable. He's royalty. I will do no such thing. Excuse me, Miss B? Not now, Greta. I'm on the phone with the studio. The mover's here. She's ready to start loading the truck. You mean to rob me of everything, I'm Shall I tell her the deal's off? If only it were that easy, Greta. Hank, I need to get off the phone. The truck driver is here. We'll finish this conversation later. Oh, settle down. I'm coming. Demeter Bufalanti? That's me. My name is Luna. I'm with the Artifact Transport Team at the Museum of Ancient History. Yes, yes, I know. You're here to collect my heirlooms. I understand this is difficult, Miss Bufalanti, but I assure you, they will be in good hands with our team at the museum. I need your signature, please. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Okay, let's do I don't like the looks of this. Easy now! That's a twelve hundred year old face! Don't no worry, Miss Bufalanti. Ooh, we're professionals. We can take it from here. I want you to mind the floors, please. One scratch and it's coming out of the museum's pocket. You hear me? Greta, I want you to make sure they don't take anything that's not part of the sale, please. Of course, Miss B. Ajax! Where are you? (coughs) My goodness. Poor Ajax. Scared half to death. I won't let these awful people take you or any of my other babies away from you. Don't worry, Miss Bufalonte. We're not here for the cats. That's what you say now. But then you see him on the big screen and you think, Dead Ajax is a real dynamo. Then everybody wants a piece. Dynamo? Miss Bufalonte, with all due respect, he would have to be mummified before he was any interest to in the museum. <laughs> Monster! Oh, come on, I'm kidding. Cover your ears, Ajax. Greta! I'm right here, Miss B. Keeping on cats. I'll be upstairs preparing for my interview. I want these folks out of here when the cameras show up. If the world finds out I've been forced to sell my heirlooms to the museum, it could ruin my reputation. Yes, ma'am. Okay, you heard her. Let's go, hurry, hurry.
0: we travel to a small, mostly deserted island where a dragon named Ash and a mermaid named Becca have made a life for themselves.
1: Beautiful evening on the beach, Ash. They all kind of blend together, to be honest. At least the seagulls seem to be enjoying themselves. Say, isn't it a little late for them to be out right now? Being frenzy. Get it while the getting's good, go! Yeah. <laughs> Oh, easy, buddy. It's okay. Todd, I'm a mermaid, but my name is Becca. Thank you, Becca. And I am Ash. in hey, night, dragon. Thank you, Ash. What were you doing out of the sea like that? You don't look like, uh, like the average sea turtle. I'm not a sea turtle at all. In fact, before last night, I'd only ever seen the ocean in my habitat videos. When it came time to jump in, I didn't have much of a choice in the matter. I had to get free. It's good to be free. Free? Free from what? I... I come from a lab. Makeup lab. You've heard of it? I, I don't want to talk about it. It's okay, Ash. He's one of us. Todd of the Makum's lab. We were an experiment there, just like you. And just like you, we escaped. We live on this island now. It's peaceful here. Peace? Peace at last. Peace? Would you listen to yourselves? We didn't escape from that lab to find peace. We escaped to find freedom. To say hiding away on this island ain't freedom. Ash, he just got here. At least give him a minute before he go railing on about life's problems. But it's true, Becca. You know, this is no way for us to live. Who knows how many others are caught up in that awful lab? We have a duty a duty to put an end to Dr. Macomb's experiments once and for all. I hate to admit. What do you say, Todd? Are you with us? But if Dr. Makum finds out I'm alive, she'll lock me right back up in that lab. Todd, if we do this right, the one who's going to find out you're alive is you. We leave tomorrow at sundown. Oh my goodness.
0: Meanwhile, back at Makeham's lab, the search for Todd grows more desperate by the minute. Todd!
1: Nothing. Not a trace. I can't believe he escaped. We gave him everything he could possibly want. And it was cricket night. He loves crickets. And his transformation was going so well. Guess that's the nature of his work, Doctor. You give these things the power of thought, and next thing you know, they get to thinking. Do you think he was upset about the zoo? For the last time, it's not a zoo. It's a theme park. The only park where make-believe animals are made real. Where else can you see bears enjoying porridge cooled just right? Where else can you watch billy goats and trolls perform their timeless drama? The characters of popular imagination aren't just zoo animals, they are celebrities. Todd was our first go at bringing the park into the modern era. And now he's gone. And he hasn't even begun his martial arts training. He's defenseless. I'm sorry. We're all sorry it happened this way. But after falling off that cliff, I don't think martial arts would have done him much good anyway. Don't say such things. There's no telling what kind of impact an animal like Todd would have on the environment. I said, Doctor. Todd's impact on the environment ended with that fall. May he rest in peace.
0: And now we return to the home of Demeter Bufalanti, where she's sitting down for a TV interview about the release of her latest film. Things seem to be running smoothly until Luna, the museum truck driver handling the move of Demeter's artifacts, finds herself in a compromising situation one room over. Let's listen in.
1: Welcome back to Portrait of an Artist. I'm Chad Montharvey, and today we interview Demeter Bufalanti, filmmaker and visionary. Her new work, Feline at Last, tells the story of a prince's journey into the unknown in search of the perfect tuna casserole. Yes, he is a food critic, but aren't we all these days? And why do you say that? these days. Well, it wasn't always so. I remember a time when food used to criticize me. When was the last time you had to deal with that problem? I can't say. Is it because it was those days? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure I follow. A follower is rarely sure of anything. I guess that's why I've always been drawn toward felines. They are certainly certain. Of course, they are sometimes a little bit difficult to work with. Resistant in their way. But such is the price of certainty. <clears throat> Interruption? No, I, uh, <clears throat> I have something in my windpipe. Cat got <clears throat> your tongue? <clears throat> what was that? Oh dear. Excuse me. What's going on out here? I thought I told you to have these people out of here by the time the interview started. She's. she's. a. she's a what? Look! Oh my goodness! Luma! Your neck? It's so. Uh, is that. fur? Oh, it, it, it's. it's just a rash. Uh, I get it when I'm sweaty. Hard work, you know. Moving artifacts all day? Look, I should really be... Oh boy. Your arms! Luna, you're bursting at the seams! Uh, the better to lift those statues with. Luna, I don't want to sound rude, but I think there's something going on with your teeth. The better Knock, knock. Is everything okay out here? Everything's fine. Will you help Luna here? I got these statues out the door so I can finish my interview. No need. I've got it. I'll let myself out. Bye. Huh. Odd gal. Strong, though. Running right up the driveway with a statue under each arm. Where do they find these people? she He? he uh, Greta? <clears throat> Excuse me, Demeter. The interview. Sorry about that. Um, <clears throat> participating in a charity drive. I think we got what we needed here. I'm going to wrap this up. Don't you need some footage of the cats? Nope, we got plenty. But I didn't get to show you my eraser collection. <laughs> Send me a picture. Okay, well, let me know when you want to do the follow-up. Yeah, we'll uh we'll, let, we'll uh, we'll get back to you on that. Okay, thanks again. Well, all in all, I say that went pretty well. My goodness, Greta, what's going into you? You look like you've seen a ghost. Miss B, can I go home now? Well, I suppose so. It's six o'clock. That counts as a pretty full day, no? All right. See you Monday. Thank you, Miss B. Oh, and Greta? Yes, Miss B? Try and enjoy yourself this weekend. Thank you, Miss B. (sighs) Oh, Greta. Well, would you look at that? Full moon.
0: Next week on Revenge, Revenge of the Maple Leaves.
1: We're finally taking a stand. You guys are going to end up in captivity if you keep on with this stuff. they we'll go down fighting. Did you hear that? Shh! Everybody, get down! Catch with are on the job, Ajax! Make they are I don't want to see
0: this. That's our show. Join us next week for part two of Revenge of the Make-Believes, here on the Hilarious Youth Podcast. As always, the characters in this story were performed by the students who created them, and those students are Miley, Miranda, Jane, Gabriella, Anuka, and Clayton. Be sure to check the show description for more detailed credits. And of course, if you've got a character idea you would like to give voice to on this podcast, then you can do so by signing up for one of our classes. Visit us at hilariousyouth.com to find out more. I'm Philip Laurent. Thank you so much for listening.